Hello and welcome back to the Empty Stats Podcast. My name is Aiden Dawson and I'm joined by Evan Caduro and Will Arvin. How y'all doing today? Doing, I'm nervous. I'm all I can say. Big night. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Big night. How you doing, Evan? I'm doing pretty good. What about you, Aiden? How you doing after last night? I'm very depressed and <laughs> hate everybody. So, you know, it can only go up from here. Um, I'm hoping I don't uh, receive your fate as well, Aiden yeah me too that would be very tragic if we were talking all this shit for the last month and both of our teams both just of our teams done in a game card. just yeah. done in one game well <laughs> in your defense more than mine you have to play the best team in the mlb and yeah I, we kind of have to face a 106 win team in a one game playoff which i know everybody is like calling for mlb to change their playoff rules but i think the playoff setup is fine i, I feel like we shouldn't change it off of anomalies yeah. like we won't get the a Dodgers one like two anomaly. 105 win divisions again yeah it's very yeah. rare yeah that, that does suck well at least our teams are in the wild card yeah at least at least we got some postseason baseball some yeah you know well, you got a little cup of innings. coffee in the playoffs <laughs> all, right. all right well it's all right i think i think red sox are gonna get smoked by the rays but I don't know. I want to see the Red Sox do okay. It'll be a good um, series. I yeah. hope so. I, I just hope for good baseball. That's all I care about. All right. So speaking of the MLB, uh, this year we got to witness the Field of Dreams game in the MLB, and it was a massive success. And lately the NBA has been wondering if they are able to uh, do the same thing with an outdoor kind of once-a-year thing like uh, Rucker Park, uh, Kevin Durant comes to mind scoring like 70 points in a game against a bunch of nobodies and just where everyone kind of grew up playing basketball. Uh, what do you guys think about the NBA incorporating, you know, some kind of a specialty game like the field of dreams? So I think it, I think it would be a good idea. They've done it before in a very moderate setting during like preseason games, but they would go to like tennis courts, right? like big tennis arenas. I wouldn't even call them arenas, but like, you know, tennis stadiums, like the Phoenix yeah. Suns would play like a handful of preseason games. I think the Mavericks are in it one year, actually. But, um, you know, I think when everybody is like, oh, like Rucker Park. Yeah, that would be cool. But like the setting is so intimate, like with yeah. Field of Dreams, like they could actually like make a stadium out of it because, you know, it's a it's a field. It's like an yeah. outdoor like the game was supposed to be played outdoors. Basketball is not supposed to be played outdoors. Yeah. So it would be very challenging. And also it really just depends on like the time of year because it's like, yeah. are you going to play a game in New York in October, November when it's cold and windy? Like yeah. you have to Let's play to the conditions. I think it, the wind, I think it, I would want to see it, but it'd be very tough. And wind is what, uh, and I think a logical place for them to play would be uh, Arthur Ashe where they hold the U S open tennis, uh, right. tennis tournament. I feel like that could be a cool location for them to play. But yeah. Like the issues with the past, like NBA games outdoors, the shooting like percentage has been always been so low. Like no one's making shots because of the wind. And so honestly, it just depends on the type of time of year and where they are. If they're in like a really enclosed area, maybe not even fully outdoor, but just like, you know, enough to stop the wind. Maybe it's watchable. But I think for the NBA, they should really just stick to inside games. They don't have the flexibility like hockey, football, and baseball do do those. 
Yeah, the, the NBA season is like straight winter. So I don't know. Yeah, if Kevin for Durant a sport that relies one on in that is played indoors and doesn't rely on weather conditions, like baseball and hockey, when or I guess when hockey goes outdoors, is like the weather doesn't really affect them. Right. I mean, I guess last year when they were at Lake Tahoe, the it was yeah. so sunny outside that the ice was melting. So that's a factor. But besides that, hockey weather doesn't really get affected that much. But for basketball, it is it affects a lot because it's all because it's because it all affect the air affects the whole game. Yeah. (laughs) If it's just windy the whole game, then you can't really shoot the ball. Mm. What are you saying? I gotta say the hockey does like the best part, like the best job out of all the sports, besides probably like the field of dreams game, but like Overall, every year, hockey kind of delivers that outdoor atmosphere, and it's really entertaining to watch. Yeah, the Field of Dreams game was so sick, and and until Tim Anderson hit a uphill home run. Yeah, it really it really raises stakes when the Yankees got clowned on national television. Um, yeah, everybody wins in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making this. This. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to catch strays left and right this entire episode. Oh, I mean, you're asking for is, it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, though. Do you, when you bring up the Yankees, it's uh, – well, Yeah, oh, the Yankees played in the Field of Dreams game, man. I mean, that's – I will say, though, the fact that the Chicago Cubs are in the game next year is criminal. Yeah, who they when they were showing the promotional stuff for the game next year, I was like, these are the people – like, Patrick Wisdom is – Supposed to move the needle? Isn't them in the Reds, right? Yeah, Cubs Reds next year. Oh, I saw so I saw really? somebody say that the winner of the like like the winner of the previous year gets to go back against somebody new. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so people are like, oh, the White Sox should play somebody different since they won. Yeah, that'd, that'd cool, be interesting. It'd be like a weird tournament style of do the teams just get better or do the teams? But get I also worse? feel like they shouldn't do it again because. It's gonna lose its luster real quick. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. like this year's Field of Dreams game was perfect. Like it literally was perfect. You it, cannot replicate that again. That was okay. perfect. In terms of what Major League Baseball yeah. got out yeah. of it, it was perfect. They had think- the cool Costner moment at the beginning of the game with the players coming mm-hmm. out of the corn. You had some homers. You had some cool moments. You had a walk-off home run. You had the fireworks shooting up when the game was over. You can't replicate that again. So I feel like this should just be a one a one off thing, but you know that's just my take. I think what MLB should do instead of doing another Field of Dreams, like if you think about just the amount of ballparks in the United States, minor league, independent leagues, you know, just selecting one of those like cool older ones, just like a change of scenery, real quick. Yeah. One game there, you know, in a town where they usually don't get professional baseball, I think that would be a good showing. And I mean, where you play really doesn't. Factor too much in baseball. I mean, I understand home field advantage, but for the yeah, most having part, a one-off in a in a state without a professional baseball team, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I and think again, every that. I think every state has a minor league baseball stadium ballpark at least. You know, yeah, something like yeah. That. I remember in 2019 they played a game uh, at the College World Series. I think it was the Royals oh, and the yeah. Tigers, and yeah. like they played at Omaha as as like a kickoff to the College World Series. I thought that was a genius idea. Yeah, that really is. And I think they do the Little League World Series game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saw that this year. So, I mean, there's just a bunch of opportunities for them. Yeah. All right, so sticking back to NBA, which is – we went off on a little MLB tangent there. But, you know, 
kind of hurts right just now. Just a little sprinkle. Baseball. <laughs> just a little sprinkle. Hurts a, hurts a little bit right now. Um, okay, so we're going to go through our all-time favorite players and just kind of give you our one through seven and then our favorite jersey. Um, and I think favorite jersey is going to be real interesting because I want to see what you guys came up with. Because in my mind, there was one clear answer. Um, so, Evan, we'll start out with you at your point guard position, your favorite point guard of all time. Curry. Seth? Mm-hmm. Seth Curry? Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Seth Curry is your legend. favorite point guard of all time. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Again, I don't really like. I respect so it though. I respect well. the pick. Legend, Seth Curry. I respect the pick. Hey, Matt no, legend, not Seth, Seth Curry. Seth. <laughs> Gosh, y'all. I was like allowing you. All right, uh, will favorite point guard Steve Nash. Steve Hands Nash. Down. The Mavs Steve Nash. You're like we talking like Suns uh, or Lakers. Steve yeah, Nash. Matt like Mavs Steve Nash and two that like to 2006 Steve Nash back to back MVP so no Steve, Steve Nash. Nash. Lakers Steve Nash does not exist in my memory. <laughs> yeah, those that are, didn't happen. Those are the ugly times. Steve Nash as a Laker did not happen. All right, my favorite point guard of all time. You guys should both know. Also, my favorite player of all time, Kimball Walker. What a weird pick. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. Not gonna I lie. mean, I'm I'm hurt by Kemba because he beat Kentucky in the national championship. But you know, at Kemba, whatever. Kemba Cardiac Walker, Kemba, favorite, though, favorite basketball player, historic. Of all, time. all right, we'll go back the other way. Uh, Will shooting guard, Tracy McGrady, Ooh. Magic era McGrady. Yep, hands down, easy. Evan, Michael Jordan, MJ. This. Man's got two goats right there. Uh, I also have Tracy McGrady as my favorite shooting guard, and I actually have his magic uh jersey in my closet over there. I need to get a magic jersey, I need to get a magic oh, team so jersey ASAP, like so quick. I've been wanting one for two years, and I have I not just, don't get the blue yet. ones, we don't match. You get the white one, and then we well, which one? Well, which era? Like, which one do you have? Here, I'll, I'll grab it. Is it the pinstripes? No, nah, it's the stars. Oh, come on, not the stars one. That's the one I wanted. Uh, look at it. Look at the oh man, I God, Aiden, why you just crush hey, my man. dreams? Uh, Trace McGrady is also my favorite shooting guard. So back up. Uh, small forward, I have Kevin Durant. I love Kevin Durant. I love his game. I love watching him play it in every night. Boring answer, LeBron James. That's boring. You're right. Got Elgin Baylor. <laughs> Interesting pick, but I respect it. The only Elgin Baylor needs some more respect in terms of NBA history. I didn't know who he was, and then me and Aiden were playing a lot of two K, and like I scored like every point with him, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And Elgin Baylor was hitting, was cashing threes on me. Yeah, Elgin Baylor was a bucket man. (laughs) Elgin Baylor was hitting like step back threes, and I was like, "Man, what the the hell is this? I don't. This is an Elgin Baylor." So I, I bought him a book. For his birthday or Christmas. Imagine I receiving a book, book as a gift from your friend. I feel like that's got to be hey, just so. I also, I also got him that. I feel like that's just got to. I feel like that's yeah, the, the poster right over here. Yeah. Yeah. So, chill out. I know Evan doesn't know how to read, so it was more of an aesthetic thing. Nice. Mm, uh, it fits well on my bookshelf. All right, power forward, Evan. Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. Go Mavs. That's all the, I can uh, say. Unanimous answer there. That wasn't that hard. The second greatest power forward of all time. 
Is that is that a hot take calling Dirk the second best power forward of all time? Uh, Tim as long as Tim Duncan's number one. number one. Yeah. Yeah. As long Tim as Tim Duncan's, Duncan's number, number one, one, I don't care who comes after Tim Duncan. Okay. If we just don't talk about like we don't talk about Malone. Like if you have Kevin Garnett at number two, I wouldn't hate that answer. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. Your top four has to be like Dirk, uh, Duncan, Garnett, and like Malone in some order, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. As long as that's your top, we don't talk about Carl Malone on this podcast. Fuck you, Carl Malone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Center. Center. This is going to be, this is going to be a weird one for me. Center. I have Yao Ming. I knew it. I respect it. I respect that pick. Uh, Mine is, Evan knows way too well. Mine is a Magic Dwight Howard. Magic Dwight Howard. Really? He was unstoppable. Two magic Such a players beast. in your top five. What? Two magic players in your top five. I was kind of a low-key magic fan growing up. I will admit wow. it. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Eh, like that. Well, I mean, when I first started watching basketball is when the Magic made the finals against the Lakers. Uh, when Dwight so Howard just carried I did them. watch a lot of magic games when I was younger. They were a cool team. They were like the like they were like the first, like they were the Warriors for the Warriors. Stan Van Gundy. I mean, all they did was just shoot threes. <laughs> all they did was well, shoot threes. And have Dwight Howard. And then Dwight Howard was your defensive anchor, but they had shooters everywhere. It was amazing. Hito Turkaloo. Yeah. Beer Nelson, Hito Turkaloo, Rashard Lewis, Michael Petrus, Matt Barnes. That's Matt Barnes. What a. Had, just had to beat the Cavs, though, in the conference finals. Yeah. Just had to beat LeBron. I was hurt. Why do you want to see the you want to see the LeBron? Uh, we didn't Kobe get the finals. LeBron Kobe finals we deserved, man. Well, and does Kobe beat Kobe smacks LeBron in that finals, right? Um, in that in in those terms, in a seven game series, yeah, that Laker team probably beats LeBron because it was him and Powell, right? Yeah, because that was yeah, because that was Kobe, Powell, Lamar Odom, yeah. Trevor Reza. Also, shout out to Powell for a successful NBA career. Super happy Legend. for him. Uh, went out on top. Uh, Lakers are retire his number. Uh, Good. I think the Bulls retire his number, or anyone else. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think All the right. Grizzlies I would. I mean, like he got them some playoff appearances, but he wasn't like Mike Conley or Mark Zach Gasol. Randolph level. Yeah, yeah. I just you know shout out to Pau Gasol, super impactful player, just one of the icons of the two thousands era. Hall of Famer, easily. Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. First ballot. Especially with how bad the NBA Hall of Fame is, anyway. Yeah, know. with that with that voting process, it is not that hard to get into the Hall of Fame. No, Luca before he came over to the NBA was an NBA, or a basketball Hall of Famer. He didn't even have to come to the NBA; and he was a Hall of Famer. Dude, Luca's international accolades are ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean he's a Hall of Famer even if he never steps foot in America, and that's that's crazy. Because like the MLB Hall of Fame or the NFL Hall of Fame. Is there Luka like is a Euro- is there like a European basketball Hall of Fame? I think it's just, or is it just like just basketball Hall of Fame? Since this Hall of, I think it's just the basketball the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in Cleveland. It's in Massachusetts, actually. It's in Massachusetts. Cleveland. I thought it was in Cleveland. It's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. In Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yep. All right, Evan. What's your favorite center? Bill Russell. Phil, he, I, hey man, he, Evan what, likes what winners. Russell? 
<laughs> Evan likes winners. I know, but why Bill Russell? I'm I'm intrigued. Hey, so like, first off, like, of course he has the eleven rings, right? Eleven rings. I'm not saying that. No, yeah, you're yeah. Right. So, and also like, um, there's this famous there's this clip of like him at an award show flipping off. I think it was like uh, uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. And ever since then, I was like, I like I like this man's personality. Of course, I mean he was definitely really good on the court. So this eighty-year-old man's personality. All right, uh, hop right into the sixth man. And for the sixth man, by the way, we didn't go off like bench players. It was just like you know, yeah, yeah, just like whoever just was another left player, among the like favorite yeah, players. Yeah. And we should all have Luka Doncic on there, correct? I didn't, really, didn't even really think about Luka, but I guess if we're doing that, we're doing that. So y'all, I mean, Luka. like Luka is one of my favorites, but like in terms yeah. of all time, he's like not there yet. Yeah, really. All right, I'm intrigued. I had Luca on mine. I'm repping the. I mean, I guess I could right put now. him on now and no, replace no, no, no. my I, seventh I wanna, man. I want to see. No, I want to see what you had. Uh, my sixth man, Brandon Roy. Wow, biggest Brandon Roy fan growing up. That's that's really cool. That's, oh my god, I, I love he Brandon never crossed my mind. I never wa- I got to watch. Yeah, T Mac. T Mac is shooting guard one. Brandon Roy is shooting guard two. I'm going for, uh, for my sixth. Will said it earlier, Steve Nash. How'd it go with him? All right. Uh, Evan, seventh man. Just get it out of the way. LeBron James. Boring. Will, seventh man. Luka Doncic. Nah. Who'd you have before? Come on. Luka Doncic. I ain't buying it. <laughs> I ain't buying it. Mm. All right. My seventh okay. man was Steph Curry. He was the man that got me into basketball. So it was a pretty easy. I mean, if you uh, don't want to accept my Luca answer, then my seventh man would probably be Giannis. I can respect that. Yeah. So seventh, I had Steph. Favorite jersey. This is where, this is what I was really interested in. Either one of y'all just go. Someone spit it uh, My favorite jersey is actually the one you have, the Blue Magic jersey. Real, the Blue Magic? Oh. Yeah. The T-Mac the one you got, that is easily my favorite jersey ever. Oh, that jersey is so clean. I feel bad if I let you get that, but I still won't. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's like if we're going to accidentally wear it on the same day. Oh, That yeah. would be impressive if we did. Oh, we, the Graham. We'd have to go on the Graham. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy Graham post. Evan, favorite jersey? The Utah Jazz Purple Mountains. Okay. Oh, good I, answer. Those, I thought about those. Yeah, I thought about that. Good answer. Yeah. I'm taking. I like Please don't the, say uh, the per- the Raptors jerseys. Please. No, no. Good. Those did cross my mind though. The white. Uh, those the white those are so. Jerseys. I mean, like those are great, but that's like the most generic answer ever. It is. Mine is the second most generic answer ever. And it is the Vancouver Grizzlies. Like the I forgot about that one. That one's good. really good. Those are really so good. Answer. Cool. And, then, and then when they brought him back last year from mm-hmm. Memphis, and I almost bought a John Morant one, but ended up. I would. I applauded the Grizzlies for one bringing back the Vancouver jerseys, and then also bringing back the like first era Memphis jerseys too. Yeah, great job on their part. Oh yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies just have such good like jerseys and such good color schemes. They have so much potential. They there do every year. Uh, if we were going off second jersey, uh, I would go with the uh, Ray Allen era Supersonics. Oh, the green, yellow, and white ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are those are pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. If we're doing second ones, I'd go with like the 
classic red Chicago Bulls just because it's so iconic. That's a classic, yeah. It's so iconic and it's just so nice and it's so simple. I think a lot of the jerseys during LeBron James, whenever he was with the Heat, I feel like the Heat. Uh, had some I thought really we were talking about nice the Cavs. I loved the Cavs era jerseys when LeBron was there. The first time or the second time? First time. Yeah. When he was drafted. Yes. Yeah. Na- I, had, I had a navy blue one. Really? Such a good jersey. Wow, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some of the Heat jerseys were okay, though. Uh, some of, like, the, the Heat just had jerseys. a plethora. I mean, it seemed like every year they were rolling out like six jerseys a year. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially they're still doing that nowadays, but nowadays they're all just Miami Vice and just how can they shove Miami Vice? I got to say the throat? Miami Vice jerseys last year, criminal. Queens. Criminally yeah, awful. Oh, no. It was like the weird like gradient. It, the thing half and it. half. Oh, get that okay. out of here! Oh, okay, yeah, that one. That get one, that no. out of here! That one, no. Just that one specifically. Everyone, every, the 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 vice jerseys before that one last year, great. Oh yeah, yeah. but last year's jerseys should not have happened. Yeah, whichever they, they had, had in 2020, that should have been the last one. They yeah, they just kind it. of beat a dead horse. They yeah, they really it. ruined it <laughs> last well, year. Why did they? Go. There was like some yellow. They had like the earned jersey. Yeah, the yellow was, earned jersey. That yellow. one was pretty out there. Like why? You, you like even though like yellow is a part of their color jersey. scheme. Like yellow is just such an out there color that it's like it's if it's not your primary color, then it looks pretty awkward. Yeah, I don't know. Like yellow only like works on the Pacers jersey. and the Lakers at this point. The Lakers need to go back to the straight gold. They there is just too yellow nowadays. Yeah. I do I respect them going back a little thinking. bit to their like Minneapolis roots recently. Throwing in a little light blue in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the, the purple ones like two years back, which were real weird. They were like real experimental. They were just, they were okay. They were just okay. Eh. I mean, you don't hate them, but you just don't love them. Yeah. Um, what team has the best young core in the league? We just saw. Uh, just like a few days ago during preseason, we just saw the Rockets' young core show out. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks' young core, a couple uh, in the playoff run last year, just uh, carried them to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, no, but no, uh, just- I guess I'll go first. Um, I said the Hawks are the best young core. Again, just like what they did in the playoffs last year. I feel like, I mean, they just have a lot. Like, there's a lot. Like, I wrote down, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, like six, seven names that are solid players and that are young. I mean, you can start with – What were those six, seven players? I'm intrigued. See if we wrote down the same names. Trey Young, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, Cameron Redrish, um, Okina, Awanu, and Jalen. Oh, oh Kenya Kongwu? Yeah, I, didn't, I just know he's from USC. Year? I just know he's from USC. Yeah, yeah I, I love Nyeka Kongwu. That's, since what, that's what I got days. Yeah, I got I got the Atlanta Hawks too. It just seems like such an easy answer. Um, Onyeko Kungwu playing behind um, Clint Capella. He he did okay. He was kind of battled through injuries. Hey, Kevin remember Berger Clint was, Capella? He's um he made like Stephen A's list, right? No, no, <laughs> no. Was, that's um, Clint Capella. Yeah, that's what we talk about. Clint Capella, Clint Capella, and it was um Kevin or it was Park. It was Perkins. Yeah, Ken Perkins. Perkins yes. And Yako Kongu playing behind a top five center in the league. <laughs> um, you got Kevin Herter, who Will had as his uh, sixth man of the year, if your name was not Jordan Clarkson. 
uh, Cam Reddish, who we saw play really well in like one game last year and then just played really well in a preseason um, just two days ago now. Yeah, two days Cam ago. Reddish is just so hard to evaluate. The guy that's like, is he a starter? Is he like a role player off the bench? Because he has a lot of talent. He but has it's like a lot of talent. Well, like what's peak? And is that someone like the Atlanta Hawks you're looking to trade? Like realistically, does he fit? He is an asset team? for sure. Does he fit somewhere on that team as like the sixth man? Because I'm starting DeAndre Hunter over Cam Reddish. And is and Kevin then, Herter starting? It's Trey Young. And then, yeah, probably it's probably Trey, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and then Clint Capella, the top five center in the NBA. And then you have like Cam Reddish coming off the bench with the Nick Okongwu. Is that is having that much value at your six man? Like, is that what you want? I feel like if it comes to a point where the Hawks like feel like that they can like really contend in the East, then I feel like Cam Reddish is definitely a guy that they can ship off for an all star. For like Ben Simmons, are you giving up? Are you giving up Cam Reddish for Ben Simmons? I know that we went back to the Ben Simmons talk, but like Cam Reddish for Ben Simmons, one to one. Why would they do that? Yeah, why would I do that? <laughs> do you even think the 76ers would do that? Do you think the 76ers no. are looking at Cam Reddish? Like, yeah, that's that's the guy we want for next. I also, well, I actually, tri- uh, Ben Simmons on the Hawks. That seems kind of interesting. I feel like they need defense. Yeah, they already have a lot of spacing. Clint Capella doesn't space the floor. Uh, but John Collins can. Trey Young definitely can. Uh, DeAndre Henner has the potential to. And Kevin Herter's a really good shooter. So I feel like they have all the spacing that they need. Uh, but we just know John Collins and Trey Young and even Kevin Herter aren't guarding anybody in the league. Yeah. Trey Young might be the worst defender in the league. And it might just not be close. Wait, Will, <laughs> who did bad. you pick? Uh, I would say right now, like the best core like to win right now would be the Hawks. But if I'm going like five years down the line, I am like I like the Rockets for sure. The Rockets are my second team. The Rockets are looking nice. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of like untapped potential with that team. And obviously like they're not gonna win right obviously they're it's gonna take a while for them to develop. But I do like their drafting has been very good. They've oh, got they're great they've getting they're getting great value. For the pick that they're getting, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, um, Christian Wood. It's unfortunate that they just waived uh, Seku. Yeah, Seku. And I don't understand why they would do that. Like, why does he not fit? The Pacers did the same thing with uh, Ed, uh, Edmund Sumner. But I think right, it was because he was hurt. I think Seku has more potential than an Edmund Sumner in the league. Yeah, Seku was what well, he was like a he was a was he a lottery pick? If he wasn't lottery, he or was he just was like outside right outside the lottery. Right. He was like it, it top just, he was top really 20. strange to see him just be cut by a team that's not gonna win. Yeah and he was let go by Detroit who never really gave him a chance in the first place. Yeah and then he went to the Nets and he had a pretty okay preseason game for them. And it wasn't like Seku Dumbuya is here and he's ready to play. <laughs> Like, like ESPN would try and have you believe, but like, I don't know. You, you know, you take a flyer on a guy like that, especially if you're the Rockets. Have y'all been watching any of the preseason? Like any I've of it? I've watched even, too like, much. Too much? I've watched too much preseason. Yeah. I, mean, I, I watched really a little bit of the Hawks heat game the other night, but then switched on to Monday Night Football. But I was watching a whole bunch of highlights. Yeah, I've been watching the highlights too. And I feel like there's – 
there's a lot of lottery teams right now in the preseason that are playing for something. Not like they're like trying to win anything, but like they have a lot to prove. Um, so I think we're just going to go down and talk about what each, you know, lottery team from last year um, has to look forward to in their preseason and going into their regular season team. Um, so first up, let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. I would probably say just getting the getting into a rhythm with their new core with Lonzo, Caruso, DeRozan. I mean, obviously they're not going to play heavy minutes in the preseason, but I think it'll be important for them to really kind of learn each other's game, learn the system, get comfortable playing with each other because the team has a lot of potential. Oh yeah. And they showed that last night against the Cavs. I mean, they blew out the Cavs. It's the Cavs, but you know, I know, but like, you know what's hilarious was that the Cavs Twitter account last night was like, yo, Sexland is back. And they lost by 30. I love Sexland. (laughs) I love Sexland, but yeah, they did not stand a chance against the Bulls. Uh, I mean, they had DeMar DeRozan out there playing 25 minutes, which, you know. For a preseason game, that's surprising. Yeah. Usually the starters will play like a quarter to just get like their feet wet. I just kind of get into a rhythm. Trying to but win a playoff 25 series. minutes in the preseason game for DeMar DeRozan, that's impressive. I mean, even with like the Knicks, Taj Gibson was out there for like 21 minutes. Like, what, what is Taj Gibson proving in preseason? Taj Gibson. Boy, what like, does he bring to the table nowadays? Especially in preseason. Why are you having Taj Gibson play 20 minutes in preseason? Uh, what a. What Taj a Gibson mean? is a known minutes, uh, minutes taker. He loves taking <laughs> minutes away from young players. Right. As a Nick coach, you got to be like, hey, man, we know what you can do. You're 37. And it's Thibodeau, yeah. who literally coached him in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Tim and Tibbs, <laughs> Tibbs knows what Taj Gibson – everyone knows yeah, what Tibbs Yeah, Tibbs should know, hopefully, by now. It's only been it's not, 10 years. It's not like you're playing Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox played like four minutes last night. It was just like – Man, Kevin Knox right. makes me so sad. I, I, really, I really wanted him to get in the NBA. Well, he's got four minutes in a preseason game. Give him Todd Gibson's minutes. I don't. I just don't understand Tibbs. I don't understand what Tibbs is going for. Is he like in a win now preseason mode? I think Tibbs is always in win now mode, no matter what. But it's preseason. Just let the kid run. Hey, it's a game. Tom Thibodeau is. It, Tom Thibodeau is coaching. He is going to win the game, no matter what. All right. Since we're already on the team, let's just go with the Cavs. My big takeaway from the Cavs, get Kevin Love out of there. Kevin Love has no place on the Cavs. Yeah, it's pretty much a done deal for him. He's already expressed his desire to not play anymore. Clearly, wasn't it? Uh, I I don't know if it was last year, like two years ago, but there's that one time where he just quit. He just like threw the ball in. Yeah, Yeah. just quit mid-play. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, Uh, get Kevin Love out of there. Get Kevin Love just anything. I like... I like want to see Kevin Love be good because you know you saw him with the Timberwolves, and he was really good with the Timberwolves, and you saw him take a back seat with the Cavs to win a championship, and just get him out of there, get him to like the Lakers, or like the, the- Lakers do not have cap space to get Kevin Love unless like the Cavs yeah. buy him out. Yeah, but but that contract is so bad. I don't think that the Cavs would buy that out. But no team was also going to trade for that, so it's a it's a it's a tough crossroads for them with Kevin Love. 
I'm saying this and I'm going to leave it. Kevin Love, Kevin Love for Ben Simmons one to one swap. Gosh. That would arguably be the worst trade in NBA history. <laughs> that sounds awful. Sixers got fleeced. Are we sure? <laughs> I feel like Kevin, I feel like if the Cavs were to trade it for Ben Simmons, though, Kevin Love would be in the trade. Right. Somehow but, to match the cap that is being swapped here. But I did ask for like Colin Sexton. Or like Isaac Maybe Okoro. Okoro. But it's like Okoro doesn't bring anything to that team. He just brings more uh, defense. Defense, defense and space. But when you already have Matisse Thibel, don't really know how much he, he brings, really. Yeah, him and Matisse Thibel are like or the Garland. same player. I feel like the Cavs would rather give up Garland than Sexton. Really? You think so? Uh well, is it it has Sexton like asked to be traded, or is Cleveland like I know Cleveland has like looked for trades. They're just hesitant to pay him. They don't yeah. want to pay him. By, I mean, Darius Garland is a hooper, but he was a minus 38 last night, which is atrocious. It's been tough for Garland because he barely played at Vanderbilt and yeah. then got picked, what, fourth overall? And then he got hurt his rookie year too. So it's like, yeah, I feel like did. Darius Garland has played like a total of like 80 games in the last three years. But he's also really good when he does play. Yeah. The man is an absolute bucket. Uh, where did Colin Sexton go to college, Evan? Let's see if you know. I'm intrigued. Mr. NCAA. Alabama. There you go. There it is. Nice. Actually, I think about- Colin Sexton was on Alabama when they played a game against Minnesota, and they only had four players on the court. Yeah, because uh-huh, everyone else got uh, was yeah they all got ejected because right? there was like a I think there was like a bench clearing mm-hmm. fight or something and, and it's because like the majority of the Alabama bench uh, they got thrown out of the game because they left the bench uh-huh. so they only or I think I think that was the backstory on that yeah did they, so they win only, that only game? Had, and they had only like four players for like the majority of the second half and almost won they almost won I, they I don't almost they won, won with four players. All that right, would have been Pete Collins Sexton if they won with four players. And Colin Sexton also has an iconic moment of staring down the guy at the free throw line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so weird to think that's Colin Sexton. Um, let's do a couple other teams. The Magic. The Magic had one of the better um, preseason outings, in my opinion. That Magic uh, Celtics game was way, was way too intense for a preseason game, but I was for it. Hey man, I Romeo watched all Langford those highlights, and the, the Celtics truth. crowd was way into it. I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics crowd's always into it, so good for them. Unless you're throwing stuff at Kyrie Irving. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, Jalen Suggs. <laughs> Jalen Suggs and RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony, they are going to be, and Markel Fultz for that matter, are going to be slugging it out for that point guard position. Yeah, the Magic have so many guards that are way too talented. Yeah. And who do you think wins the Magic's guard spot? Are you going with Jalen Suggs, the rookie, Cole Anthony, and RJ Hampton, the two-year, or are you going for Markel Fultz? Who... Fultz. I think, I think it's autumn. Uh, well, it depends. I think it should be Fultz, but I think that they'll bring him in slowly uh, coming off the ACL. Mm-hmm. I think it'll still take time for him to do that, so probably going to be – I don't know. I'd say – well, Cole Anthony played last year and he showed good signs, but I think they'll give Suggs. 
I think so, they'll start uh, Suggs some at the beginning of the year, but I think it'll eventually like still be Fultz once he actually gets healthy. So do you want to see a Fultz, uh, Jalen Suggs like one, two, or do you still want to see like Terrence Ross? Terrence I don't know. The Magic right. usually figure that out by like February, and then they'll trade Terrence Ross. <laughs> that better. What do you say, Evan? Oh, I was just gonna say Terrence Ross would probably be the starter of that. You gonna see Markel and Terrence Ross? Yeah. That's probably like the best two, but like the Magic aren't playing for anything. Just throw Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs out and let them score 40 a night and lose by 60. And then go get Chet Holgram. Another Isn't center. Jalen Suggs from um, Gonzaga? Yeah, he hit the half court game winner. And are you starting Mo Bamba? You're starting. Um, Robin Lopez, right? Yeah, Robin Lopez. Yeah. The, I mean, oh, it Mo should Bamba. be Mo Bamba. The better magic, uh, the best, or the better. Like, Lopez, you know Robin. what you have in Robin Lopez. Like, give Mo Bamba minutes. Well, I was thinking of Wendell Carter, but I still like. Isn't he Robin playing the Lopez. four? Do you want to see Wendell and Mo Bamba on the court together? I mean, it's what the magic got. That's such a weird lineup, though. Of but it's like they're not going to win anything. I don't know why they wouldn't just play their young guys. Well, they also drafted Franz Wagner. Do you want to see Franz Wagner play? Uh, off the bench. He's, he was high lottery. Right? He was the eighth overall pick, but, like, yeah. it's Franz Wagner. It's like I don't know how yeah. much he really brings to the table as a starter, right now at least, compared to well, Suggs, who is, like, undoubtedly probably should be a starter in the league right now. Yeah. So what are you doing? Like Markel Fultz at the three. You got Jalen Suggs at the two. Cole Anthony at the one. Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba. Yeah, we're just, just going weird. Yeah. Absolute small ball. Every, Absolute like, small everybody's ball putting and, up and stats. Centers. Everybody's collecting their their checks, putting up stats, smiles everywhere. Going home. I like, uh, I like get the number one the pick. Get Chet. And the Magic media team would have a playoff field basketball. Day. Will be in Orlando soon enough. I also think the Magic young core is also underrated. Really, I mean, it's a lot of talent. But they have like that, no it's a wings. lot of talent that I don't think they know what to do with. They have no wings. If well, unless you're counting like John, they have Isaac. too many guards. That's the problem. They have too many guards. Well, who do you think they ship out first? Because they're not keeping all of them forever. Who do you th- I think they ship out like R.J. Hampton first? Yeah, like R.J. Hampton seems like a guy that's always going to be like a not like eh. I feel like that's disrespect to call him a throw-in, but like a journeyman kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like he'll always like have the potential of becoming like a really Illegal. talented starter, but we'll just Illegal. never get the chance to. What are you saying, Evan? Oh, I was just gonna say like as soon as the team gets like a trade opportunity and RJ Hampton's in it, they'll say yes. Like, yeah, like, he'll just get it's traded. Just, it's because you know the Magic are gonna be bad. Everyone knows the Magic are gonna be bad. So I just say you just shove RJ Hampton like twenty minutes a game and just see what happens. People forget the Magic made the playoffs two years in a row and won a playoff game both years. Yeah, they they shocked the Bucks and they shocked the uh, Raptors. Raptors. DJ DJ Augustine, Augustine, baby. Is the truth. DJ Augustine is the truth. That's my point guard. (laughs) That's my goat. When he beat the Raptors that one year, when he beat the Raptors that year, when they went on to win the championship, I remember everyone was like, are the Raptors going to fold again? Because they just got like smoked by DJ Augustine, and then they went on to have one of the best finals runs of all time. Um, 
last team we're going to talk about. Let's go, and we'll keep it with the uh, we'll keep it with the Houston Rockets because we talked about them a little bit earlier. We didn't really get into them. We saw Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. showcase what they can be in this league, and what they can be is the best point guard shooting guard duo in the league in five six years. I say for the Rockets in the preseason, just give Jalen Green the keys and go. Because, I mean, he was picked number two for a reason. And he is, he's arguably, he's more, he's arguably more talented than Cade Cunningham. You know, make your pick. Plus, he has that, he has that chip on his shoulder because he never yeah, he has the, yeah, he has the invisible chip on his shoulder for some reason. So strange. So strange. <laughs> He didn't want to go to Detroit. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just creating a chip on his shoulder. But um, I that's think he's ar- he can like arguably more, be the most like talented player mentality. in the class. So I feel like you just give him the keys and go. Because yeah, there's and- you're not playing for anything. And Jalen Green is your guy. Like, I feel like there really shouldn't be any restrictions on him. We got Kenyon Martin Jr. He was like 20 years old. That's wild I mean, that they- Kenyon Martin Jr. is in the league. Yeah, and he's he's pretty good too. Like five years down the road, he might he won't. I don't know if he'll be an all star, but he'll be like he might he'll be, be like a giving, kind of fun little role player. Yeah, he'll be giving you solid minutes. Um, so on to the Dallas Mavericks, who start their preseason journey tonight against the Jazz. Um, we'll be there. Yeah, Aiden gonna be in the building. Yes, sir. You know me. Uh, so we saw the. Fan jam a couple days ago uh, when KP and Luca looked like they were going to be working out. Do we think Luca and KP are salvaging their relationship, or is that something that we yeah. don't? I don't think their relationship was, was ever salvaged. I think it was just frustration within just like the system that the they organization. Were in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I really bought into the whole Luca and KP hate they each never, other. Yeah, they never really hated each other. It was just apparent that they were frustrated that they were losing and they were losing games that they shouldn't be losing. And it was probably uh, like I, KP was frustrated that he wasn't doing well. So Luca was also frustrated yeah. that KP wasn't doing like well. I think it was just it was just frustration all around. I don't think there's any like personal I think, vendetta. I think Luca can really show his like leadership if he like really tells KP, like, hey man, like I don't care if there's any if there is any beef, like you can't have it if we want to win games, you know. So I think it's that leadership that needs to come out of Luca and the maturity from KP to come out and say, all right, we got to win games, you know. That's um, what we're here for. Yeah, I I just – I want to see them be great because when they did trade for Kristaps Porzingis, it really seemed like that was going to be like one of the best one-two punches in the league in the next four or five years. And now we're like three or four years down the road. And it's kind of like they're being forgotten about behind like the Anthony Davis and the LeBrons, the Jamal Murray and the Jokic's even. How crazy is they were already in year three of KP. Yeah. It's like year it's like year one and a half. Well it's year it's year four. It's like the fourth season that we've had him because we traded for him in nineteen. So we had the so Actually, yeah, yeah, this is already, yeah, this is year three. Because 1920 was like the first year that he played. And right. then last year is his second year. And then this year is his third year. But he was traded in 18, 19. I'm just, I'm praying that works out because we did give up. Not, well, it doesn't really look like a lot now because Dennis Smith Jr. hasn't panned out. Taj Gibson is still there. So, and they brought him in with the, um, with that money. Uh, they brought DeAndre in, Jordan was traded yeah. as well. He is now a Laker. Weston and Matthews. 
Oh, Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews is a Mavs and a legend for no reason. And I remember when we signed him, I thought he was moving the needle. <laughs> and Boy, the needle did he not. was not moved. He did not at all. He was okay. Man, I remember, a, I remember when the offseason off of Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan – that was going to be it. That was going to be it. Yeah. I, the, the best thing Wesley Matthews brought was his three point celebration when he did hit that two of eight threes for the night. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nothing. Yeah. Wesley Matthews was an automatic, like one for five, two for seven from three. Every night. He made it look cool. He made it look good. It was like, it was like Tim Hardaway Jr. If Tim Hardaway Jr. Was cold every night. Honestly, I feel like Dorian Finney Smith's, Three-point attempts are kind of like Wes Matthews in terms of like, there's like, like the volume he takes and the amount he makes. <laughs> hey, don't ever disrespect Dorian. But Dorian Finney-Smith like Dodo. actually like provides to the team Defense. in more ways than yeah. not. So what, are the, what do you think the Mavs are playing for in the preseason? Like, what do you want the Mavs to show you? Evan, we'll go with you. I think just that the coaching is going to be solid like it's gonna work out like the little game plan they have it's looking strong that's what i got yeah i'd probably go on the same lines of just like figuring out the kinks of the coaching staff kind of seeing how jason kidd is really like utilizing rotations seeing you know his substitutions and who he has on the floor in certain sets and probably just figuring out like the role players for the year because I mean, obviously, it's, like, pretty set on who the starting five is going to be. Like, there's no, like, really competition. I mean, maybe – I mean, maybe. Is, like, Reggie Bullock a lock to start this year? No. Is Tim Hardaway Jr. starting? Is he coming off the bench? I I like Tim Hardaway Jr. starting more than I like Reggie Bullock starting, just depending on what the other roster spot is. Like, if we're running KP at the five and we run Reggie Bullock at the four and then THJ at the three, I like that little mix of, like – defense and uh offense between the two of them but that's not gonna happen because the Mavs love Dwight Powell yeah that's what stinks about Dwight Powell starting at center is that now like I feel like the ideal lineup would be Luca THJ Bullock Dorian Dorian and KP at the five but it it just seems like Dorian Fiddy Smith like puts or not Dorian uh Dwight Powell just puts such a weird like kink into the roster that we just don't need yeah because he just doesn't provide really any offensive value whatsoever yeah, and now he, he doesn't even provide a whole lot of defensive value. Like, that's what he does best. He doesn't even really do that too well. He's, he's just like a good leader. He's just there. He's, he's just he's, really, he's, he's a fun really guy to be there around. to collect his check. He's, he's our 2021-2022 spiritual leader. Is this his last year of his extension? God, I hope so. I hope the Bulls throw him like $12 million a year so we don't have to look at him. Because he seems like a straight-up bull. Hold on. I need I need to see what Dwight Powell has left on his contract. Right, I, remember, I remember when we signed in the extension, I was like, why? Um, All right, when you're doing that, I'm he is a unrestricted oh, free agent after next season, after 2023. So we have two. So this season and next year of Dwight Powell left. Fun. I am so excited. My mom says he looks like me, so she loves him. And I, I don't see that because Dwight Powell is African-American and I am not. I see it. I see it. Yeah, I don't know what your mom's talking about. Thank you, Will. My mom is like, he's so cute. He looks just like you. Mom, I mean, like, is like maybe the hair. That's, yeah, I think that's what I'd she bases it off of too, is the hair. But you know, I don't know. If you there look are like clear, Dwight Powell, there are cl- con- clear and concise differences. 
thank you between yeah. the two of you he's like six nine he gets paid 12 million dollars a year i am he has a stanford degree in the dorm room he does have a stanford <laughs> degree. uh what i want to see in the um the mavs preseason is i want to see josh green and moses brown just go out there and yeah i'm walk. sure you want to see josh green pal yeah i slipped him into our i slipped him into the young uh Young uh, cores earlier with Luca and Kristaps. I heard that. Surprised I heard neither, that. neither of y'all were like. I, I I heard it. I, I heard just it. wasn't surprised. You said his name. Uh, you, I didn't I'm really a, think anything of it. Hey, Josh Green, hit me up. Um. Yeah. So I just want to see them. I want to see what they have to show, especially with Tyrell Terry. Tyrell Terry being out for a family matter, which really sucks because I wanted to see him last year and he was out with a family matter so whatever tyrell terry whatever you're dealing with out there man just get better and get back here because we want to see you i want to see you be great because you were really good in summer league but you know great we, three-point shooter in college yeah loved, I mean, that's why we drafted college. him we drafted him out of it was stanford right we drafted stanford, him out of stanford. yeah yeah him and him and dwight powell got that one two bunch no i am excited for moses brown because i really i really think he'll develop into like the number like the first center off the bench like, you think point. he'll do that this year you'll think he'll do that like farther down the road like further like in like further into this season like it'll okay. take time for him to like really get reps in but do you see him starting in like three years for us i don't know it depends is dwight powell still going to be on the roster <laughs> probably <laughs> we probably, we probably get if dwight, dwight powell, powell is still on the roster can. then no if he is not then i sure hope so yeah, I, I I like Moses Brown. I thought that was a really good pickup, especially since we jumped Josh Richardson and Josh. Yeah, Richardson the fact that we could get rid of clowned. Josh Richardson eleven million dollars to get Moses Brown for less than three million a year for three years. Yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. It's really funny to see the Celtics fans just turn on Josh Richardson. I'm super excited they got him. Like, oh my god, we got a three D player, and now they're realizing, yeah, comes, wow, this guy comes really full circle. Sucks. Comes full circle. All right, so in our last topic about the NBA, what is what was your highlight of the 2020-2021 season? Like, what's what's your moment they're going to come back to and be like, this was the best moment of the season? Luka's game winner versus Memphis. Really? Yes, because right. that shot was so ridiculous. And in terms of, like, at the time, in the context of the game, like, we were, like, really pushing in the playoffs. Yeah. And now and I think that was on, like, our win streak, game. I think. I think it was, and I just remember us not playing well at all that game and the Memphis media being really mad. Yeah, Luca really carried that game, but that shot was so Luca and yeah, so ridiculous. I was like, Luka all right. Matter. I honestly was expecting it to go in. I had no doubts. All right, Evan, best moment of the 2020-21 season? I would just say, like, the Suns playoff run. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Uh, my moment is also in the Suns playoff run, but it's when Giannis blocks DeAndre Ayton in the finals. Yeah. That's a good one. When he's playing defense and then comes back down on the lob and just absolutely pins it against the board. That was one of the greatest blocks I've ever seen. I guess if I could be more broad, I will probably say that just the 2021 playoffs in general, because yeah. it just was such a nice breath of fresh air for the league that we got to learn about new teams, new players. We heard some new storylines. You know, we weren't just the, fed the same Curry, line. LeBron, like, I mean, KD in the Nets made the second round. But it's like we got the Hawks in the conference finals. We had the Suns, the Bucks, the Clippers. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Like, we got new teams. Like, it was refreshing to watch. 
yeah, after right. sitting through Cavs Warriors for five years. For real. All right, so let's flip it over to the NFL. Uh, recap of the week four picks. What was what was your all's um, y'all's record last year or last week? Not last year. I, I think I was, I think it was twelve and four. Twelve. 10 and 6, 12 and 4, and I think I went 13 and 3. Yeah, that's some rough ones. It wasn't looking good to start, but some teams picked uh picked it up so at the end. It out. But uh yeah, it was, it was a tough week for me. Yep, I ended up going I really like the Lions. Oh, what a bad pick that was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had the Bears all the way. I was really surprised when both of y'all said um when both of y'all said Lions I was really surprised I was all in on the Lions because the Bears were coming off one of the worst games I've ever seen and the Lions were have been so close to a win so like the first three weeks of the year they were this close and I thought you know what Dan Campbell's gonna have those boys ready they're like hey we're catching this team off of a awful game awful awful game yeah I thought they're gonna do it nope well, let's see if the Lions get a win next week. Um, so let's go into our weekly pickups, and then we can talk about a little bit broader topics after that. Uh, Thursday night football. Will your team and the Cardinals or and the Seahawks after a pretty rough loss to the Cardinals? Yeah, last week was feeling? tough. Uh, last week was just a straight ass whooping by the uh, by the Cardinals. I mean, no other way to put around it. Uh, Kyler Murray is now above Russell Wilson in terms of anger levels for me. Um, I've had to endure Russell Wilson uh, kicking the Rams' ass for the last 10 years, and now Kyler Murray will do that for the foreseeable future. Uh, but coming off a short week, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm going to pick the Rams to win, obviously, but you know, I would not be surprised if Seattle wins whatsoever. Would not be surprised at all. Yeah, so I but, chose the – I chose the Rams last week. Um, I lost, so uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Go with Seahawks. Wow. Um, I'm going Rams. I think that was a fluke, really bad performance by them. And I I think they'll be able to pick it up against the Seahawks, and especially a really bad Seahawks defense. And the Um, Rams, the last few years, have, like, done well in Seattle. So. Yeah. And, I mean – any team that's playing offense is going to come in and score on Seattle a lot. Yeah, it's just going to be tough because, you know, coming off a blowout loss on the road, short week in yeah. Seattle, divisional opponent. Like, you know, it looks like all the odds are stacked against the Rams at this point, but we'll see. I have my confidence that they'll win. Lions I'm more Vikings. confident in Matthew Stafford after a loss now than Jared Goff. I can tell you True. that. Bounce back, bounce back. I can tell season. you that. All right, Lions at Vikings. Do the Lions get their first win? No. Minnesota's going to win. Minnesota. I also have Minnesota. Saints and the Washington football team at Wa- yeah, in Washington. Washington. It'll be a close one. I'll go Washington, though. Washington for me, too. Uh, Patriots and the Texans. Texans coming off an embarrassing loss. Yeah, Patriots going to win. Pretty, uh, pretty easy there. We'll go with Texans. We'll go with Texans. All right. Man, you and you there got we these go. wild hot take of the week. <laughs> there's the clip we put on Twitter. Yeah, there's hot take of the week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. We'll make sure to tag you in that one. Um, <laughs> any reason for the uh, – you, you, you like what you saw last week when they got blown out 40-0? to zero. No, just like in weeks prior. I mean, they were playing pretty solid. And I think you the, realize that like Bill Belichick is on the other side on the other sideline, right? Planning against I do. going against Mills. this Texans team with Davis Mills at quarterback. 
I'm just gonna go with Texans, man. I said it. See, I can't turn back. He's gonna. I'm kind of surprised that the Patriots are only eight and a half point favorites. Really? Not wow. even to not even a double digit favorite. Well, last last week I'm going to stroke my ego a little bit here. You guys said that the Texans would keep it close, and I said no. We're gonna see Mitch Trubisky by the fourth quarter, and yeah. who did we see in the fourth quarter? What a banger! The MVP. Banger pick. Trubisky, yeah. You're right. I know what I'm talking about a little bit. Uh, Dolphins at Bucks. I think the Buccaneers are going to blow the tires off the Dolphins. (laughs) That game's not going to be pretty. (laughs) No. An angry Tom Brady after almost losing to the New England Patriots and only win because of a field goal. Uh, The Patriots Patriots missed. I'm also taking the Bucks. Packers in Cincinnati playing the Bengals. I think the Bengals will give the Packers a run for their money, but it's Aaron Rodgers, so I'll go Packers. I can see Evan smile. I think Evan's taking the Bengals here. No, I'm for sure Packers. Packers, 100%. (laughs) I saw you like smile. Yeah, Packers are only a field goal favorite in Cincinnati. So, I mean, Bengals are like no slouch, obviously. No, they're not. I just saw Evan's little smile crack up when I – when I said the Bengals, I was like, oh, no. Because I thought but, Will was going to take the Bengals. I think everybody's taking that week one loss by the Packers a little bit too seriously. Uh, yeah. Even Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, I mean, we just we just sucked. Now it won't happen again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna, I'm going to keep it true. I'm saying the Packers, too. Uh, Broncos at Steelers at, in Pittsburgh. Broncos. Broncos. Broncos for me as well. I think me and Will have uh, perfect picks so far. I believe so. Yep. Eagles at Panthers. 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 Yep. Titans at Jags. The Titans that just lost to the New York Jets. You think they got it in them to come back and beat the Jags? Yes. Uh, this ja- uh, whoo, Jags. Whoo. After this week, <laughs> no. I'm going to go Titans on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm going pretty <laughs> I'm going comfortably. Say it, say it. <laughs> Pretty comfortably going with Titans here. I'm going Titans as well. You just want to talk about the Jags over here. You want to talk about Urban Meyer for a minute? God, what a mess in Jacksonville. Hey, what a hey, mess. I think he learns from his mistakes and sticks with him for the whole year. My thing. Urban Meyer oh, is, man. Urban Meyer's been in the NFL for a Doug, year. Urban Meyer of, not might not even last till Sunday. Yeah, no, he, he's going to get fired <laughs> and divorced in the same week and that's his NFL career. Like it is he just getting worse divorced. by the day. Yeah. When the entire 53-man roster laughs in your face <laughs> when you leave a team meeting, yeah. Yep. Good luck, pal. That man was bricked up in his own bar in Ohio after getting smacked. After losing smacked. on Thursday after night. to the Bengals. Yeah. That's yeah. So what wild, a man. Urban Meyer is going to get divorced what a and weirdo. fired in the same week. What a weirdo. And be a shark. So we all got Titans. Browns at Chargers. I feel like this is going to be one of the games where our opinions differ. Browns. I'm going to go Chargers here. I'm also going Chargers. I, I, I like really Herbert. like the Chargers defense against uh, Baker Mayfield right now. Baker Mayfield is missing a lot of throws, and I'm going to assume it's because of that shoulder that he hurt against Houston. Yep. Uh, but I love the Chargers defense. I miss Brandon Staley so much. Evan? Let's see. Why do you got the Browns? We got the Chargers. What makes you take the First Browns? First off, like Browns are like my team on in the AFC. 
Secondly, I just think their defensive line is doing really well right now. And um, I think Nick Chubb should have a good game too. Yeah, I, I think Justin Herbert is – well, he's not MVP candidate quite yet this year. He's on the, he's on the path maybe. But I think he's just going to sit there and pick apart the Browns. And I just don't think the Browns have that same firepower going back at the Chargers. Uh, Bears at Raiders. 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 Raiders as well. Any hot takes for Bears versus Raiders? Not really. I just think the Raiders defense is really good, and Justin Fields is going to suffer. Yeah. Justin Fields, At least he got Matt Nagy finally said that starter. Fields is going to be the starter moving forward, which he should have done all along. But, you know, better late than never, I guess. Oh, we already passed it. But speaking of the Panthers, um, they got Stephon Gilmore for a six Yeah. I forgot. Oh, Panthers were like, my head. Uh, y'all want corners? Yes. Yeah. And they have they a got lot of one now. of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Especially since they were about to cut him, and then the Panthers just came in and threw in a six-round pick. A little 2023 sixth. <laughs> yeah. For he won't be available until week six, pro. though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on IR right now. Yeah. But even still, that's still such a good pickup. Yes, I, I just appreciate the the – the aggressiveness by Carolina yeah. because they're probably seeing like, yeah, like Tampa is falling apart. Like they are crumbling, especially on the secondary front. So I feel like if the Panthers really believe that their offense is good enough, I mean, Sam Darnold clearly seems like he is a, he is a good quarterback for that system. I mean, if they yeah. can get Chris McCaffrey healthy, like that Panthers team is going to be good. Yeah, and They might not win the division because it's Tom Brady and the Bucks, but I think they could be a wildcard team for sure. Well, this this also seems like one of those trades where every team in the league that like is contending, like are on the brinks of contending, is like I feel like our team could have thrown in like something a little bit better to get Stephon Gilmore. This is one. Of I think it's favorites. also I think like, it's also because Carolina just has way too much cap space. So like they could make that deal because Stephon Gilmore's cap hit is just ridiculous. Yeah, but it, it feels like a contending team, like even the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks would have made a pretty good run at Stephon Gilmore. If they knew that he well, because he was initially going to get bought out, and I feel like if they did get bought out, which every team was expecting him to, he was like a big contender for like the Bucks or like Arizona. Yeah, Packers uh, wanted him we, too. Yeah, Devontae Adams was telling him to call him, and you know, I just didn't end up working out. Uh, we got 49ers at Cardinals in Arizona. 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 Yeah, Arizona is so hot right now. Like, so hot. Like, they're going to – yeah, they're going to win. Yep. I also have the Cardinals. Is Kyler Murray your MVP so far, the three of y'all? Or <laughs> yes. three of us? I say no. so. I, I say so, too. Evan? No. Baker Mayfield? I don't even know. Derek no, I don't Baker know. I don't Mayfield. <laughs> Nick Chubb? I don't have anybody as my MVP yet. Just – it's too early in the season. I can respect that. Yeah. Giants at Cowboys, the rivalry of the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest rivalry game. Yeah, Cowboys. But I Cow- mean, Dan- I mean, Daniel Jones has been really Danny good. Dimes. Daniel Jones as a passer has been much better than advertised. So I think he'll give the Cowboys a little bit of run for their money. And the Giants always play the Cowboys pretty tough. So, yeah. but you know, I think Just Cowboys. Pretty, eh, Cowboys win by ten. Cowboys win by ten. 
we like Trevon Diggs for another interception to beat the record? Uh, I think yeah. teams will just stop throwing to him. Because why the would you? Alexander retreatment? Yes. Because why would you throw? It's Trayvon Diggs right now. Yeah. Do we think Trayvon Diggs is like on a streak right now, or do you think he's really going to be this good forever? I mean, I mean, interceptions are pretty much all just right place, right time. So it's like it's all a matter of circumstance. You can't really just. It's pretty. Right. It's. I mean. And I mean. I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I think like interceptions are pretty are like pretty lucky. So it's like I mean he could. I mean he could just be hot. Especially tip balls. Like yeah. And he has gotten a couple of tips where it's not like he was outplaying his wide receiver. It was more like the running back just got the pass hit and it hit off his hand. And Trevon Diggs just happened to be standing But Trayvon Diggs has been un- unreal. I don't yeah. know why teams would throw his way. That's probably – is he the defensive player of the year so far? Right now, hell yeah. yeah. Miles Garrett too. Miles yeah, Garrett too. him and Miles Garrett right now. But you, they usually never give it to corners. So, yeah. Well uh, – Wrong. They gave it to. I think they gave it. Did Stephon Gilmore win Defensive Player of the Year? I think Stephon Gilmore won it like in nineteen. Two years ago. I think he won in nineteen. Yeah. Uh, the m- biased, but the best game of the week, the weekend is going to be Bills at Chiefs. Uh, Sunday like at football. Um, Bills. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the Bills for a second because I'm feeling myself and because my Yankees just lost in the playoffs, so I got one more team to root for. Uh. I the Bills have beaten the Texans forty to zero, and two weeks before that they beat the Dolphins thirty five to zero. The defense right now is looking crazy. Uh, Micah Hyde has looked really, really good. Uh, we still have one of the top corners in the league, and um, Tre'Davious White, Gregory uh, Rousseau, our first round pick from last year, is looking really, really good uh, defensively. And I think right now we have one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best defense in the league. And we're going up against a struggling Chiefs team. That's two and two. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill had that really good game uh, last weekend. But I really like the Bills' chances here, uh, especially coming off the AFC uh, championship loss last uh, last year that's still burning in the back of a lot of the players' heads. I like the Bills coming out with a vengeance and playing really well against the Chiefs and winning. I was going to choose Bills no matter what. Like I was going to choose Bills. Yeah, I'll choose Chiefs. Oh, wow. So that's that's the first pick me and you have differed on so far. Good. Ouch. <laughs> Man, I'm rooting for your Cardinals. Give me, I mean, that would be pretty boring if we each had the same picks. You know? Well, we got Colts and Ravens still. Who knows what you picked? Ravens. <laughs> I, why would I pick the Colts? In any instance, why would I pick the Colts? I'm picking the Ravens. I'm also picking the Ravens. So me and Will have one pick different. Me, us and Evan. Yeah, Evan picked the Texans for some reason. So yeah, you know we can slot that that one as an 0 for one. Flip it. (laughs) Yeah, we can. Yeah, Evan's already 0 for one. So (laughs) against the Patriots, man, they just gave Tom Brady. Yeah, this man is betting. This man is picking against Bill Belichick. Hey, for the worst team I, in the league. <laughs> I did uh, pick um, the Giants against Saints, right? So, Right, but that's still not the Texans. Hey, that's not the Houston Texans. Well, are the know. Texans the worst team in the league or is it the Jags? Yes. The Texans are by far. I mean, yeah, they wanted, they beat the Jags. And, like, yeah, the Jags are on a losing streak. But, like, the Jags 
I think the Texans with Davis Mills at quarterback is the worst team in the league. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they did get smoked last week. And even the Bills didn't play great last week. I mean, Josh Allen came out in the first This man said the Bills didn't even play great and they won 40 to nothing. Josh Allen came out and threw an interception on the first like offensive drive. Yeah, it of... sounds like Josh Allen. All right. What what's what's going on here? What's going on here? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Uh anyway, Josh Allen then came out and beat the team 40 to 0. And our we don't gotta worry about what he did because he had a really good week. Um yeah, I mean Kyler Murray right now is the MVP, but I like Josh Allen up there too. I've just never been more annoyed by a player than I was with Kyler Murray on Sunday. Like the dude had multiple third and fifteens and scurried for first downs. Like you cannot catch, you cannot tackle Kyler Murray if you tried. It is so annoying playing against him because if he because if he doesn't run, then he'll just throw it over the top because he is an insanely accurate passer. And then if nothing's open. You're not gonna ta- you're not gonna catch him if he runs. So he'll just well, scurry yeah, for 16 yards for first down, and he did that twice. We got to see him do that at Allen against our alma mater, Plano West, and the worst. Well, granted, anyone was running over Plano West, so yeah, that was a peak 34 game losing streak for Plano West. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so nice to have a when UNT won their first game. I was like, wow, it feels weird having a football team win a game. And yeah, I don't even think, yeah, Plano West didn't even win it. Yeah, Plano West never won a game. No, that's false. Plano West won one game when um, like East when we were there. Yeah, it was against Plano East. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And now UNT is on a And then they made the playoffs streak. last year and had to play mm. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, God, you Allen know how tough like that's got to be where you lose 34 straight games and then you finally make the playoffs and your reward is to play Allen? <laughs> like, uh, that's just cruel. Yeah. Kyler Murray went to the Allen. Is there any other notable players that went to Allen? I think there's an offensive lineman that went to Ole Miss and he was picked by the Panthers that I think went to Allen. Something General little. Booty? Something little. General Booty, uh, Allen. Very little. Greg Little, yeah, there we go. Wow. All right. Yeah, I think he, I think he went to Allen. I could be wrong though. Um, I, I, I just, I, he comes to mind because I was hanging out with a bunch of Allen kids during the NFL draft, and he got drafted, and I remember them like making a ruckus about it. Whatever happened to Soso Jamabo? Um, drugs, right? UCLA or, like, legal problems. Yeah, he just didn't really get any playing time at UCLA. Word on the street yeah. was he became a SoundCloud rapper, but I cannot confirm. All right, that's I can't confirm or deny that, but I would not be surprised. All right, that's all we have for you guys. Thank you for listening to the second installment of the Empty Stats Pod. Uh, just like last time, we're going to leave our Twitter handles and the Twitter to um, the Empty Stats Pod in the bio below, and we're going to see you guys same time next week. Sweet, peace, wag. <laughs>